Welcome back to Slow County Public Policy and the Law, folks. You're listening to Stu Jenkins and Andy Pease, Councilwoman from the City of San Luis Obispo. We've been talking a little bit about slow cog and the tax proposal that would be a redux of Measure J unless it's restructured in some way. Did, right. Well, did you have some more to say yeah, about that? Yeah, well, I think, you know, one, this is, uh, we're still in the exploratory stages. We're doing survey uh, work. We're doing outreach. We're talking to folks, like, what are the priorities for each of the different areas can, in can the Can I stop you there? Sure. The surveys usually involve spending public money to go out and get a pollster. Uh, is that what's going on? Right. So there's super clear laws that you probably, I'm sure you know more of than I do in terms of, uh, of an election. Uh, so in order to get information so that a governing body can understand uh, if they should move something forward or not, uh, the polls are a way to uh, to get that information in, in a in a neutral way. So they <laughs> we are the people are presented with pro arguments and con arguments and see where they land. So that's us helping, trying to determine, is this a good time? Are people interested in having this go forward or not? And this would be for another countywide uh, sales tax increase of a half cent or a whole cent. Yeah, I think a half cent is really what we're mm-hmm. looking at and maybe a 20-year a timeline, some, some something that gives us enough of a um, uh, uh, reliability s- a source. And would this be filling potholes or would it be building bike lanes? Yeah, so it's a lot of filling potholes, honestly. we've uh, What we're seeing from the community is they they want what we have maintained. Uh, they want to be able to do some of the projects that are uh, safety-centric. There's, of course, interest and in, uh, uh, monies available for some of the, um, you know, improved transit to be able to have those uh, resources available. That's an equity piece. We want people to be able to get around as well as sustainability. And then and some multimodal bike lanes, et cetera, which honestly, from a cost perspective, are pretty affordable compared to a, a full new street or something like that. So so we're, we're listening. It's all through the county. Every county has, every community has projects they're interested in that would make their, their community uh, safer, more accessible. As I was telling you during the break, uh, my family owns uh, the industrial properties across from the train station in Guadalupe. And there's actually two train companies that go there. There's obviously the Southern Pacific and uh, Amtrak and the Surfliners. But there's also the last vestige of the Pacific Coast Light Railway that started out in Avila Beach, and it, uh, it, go, it is the Santa Maria Railroad Company, and uh, the owner of that has, a couple of years ago said he was hoping to work with Slow Cog and Caltrans, and he was buying engines and buying uh, passenger cars and engines and buying uh, passenger cars and dining cars, and he was hoping to get uh, additional commuter lines running from Guadalupe up to San Luis Obispo and back so that instead of there being, uh, right now there's a two Starlights, excuse me, not Starlights, Surfliners South, two Surfliners North. Um, and, you know, they just, it's just not quite convenient for everybody to be able to commute that way. But if he could get two more runs going in between, people could commute into San Luis Obispo for work and then commute back without having to clog up 101. Um, has there been any uh, examination of that at Slocog? 
yes, uh, I I think that would be wonderful in terms of um, love to be able to travel by train and if it could even go up to Paso and and spare some commuters from the the drive, I think that'd be great. The last time I saw a study from not that long ago, it was very expensive. Um, operating it, uh, keeping up the um, the equipment itself was going to be so expensive that it would make the the cost to get a ticket uh, either either there would need to be a, a pretty substantive um, uh, outside uh, infusion of funds or the tickets just would be prohibitively expensive. So uh, last I saw it wasn't um, a priority to pursue, but I'm always interested if we, you know, if the, if the right combination of um, equipment and timing and interest can come together to provide those uh, alternatives to the single car commute, I, th- I think it's great. I'm all ears. Well, and a lot of the uh, solutions for housing that have been uh, mandated by the state of California now for cities like San Luis Obispo uh, basically say that if there, there's land next to a public transit, like a railroad, commuter railroad, then uh, there can be higher density and uh, y- you can build more housing yeah. in those corridors. Um, so there's an incentive there. I know the city of Guadalupe, they're their answer to that was they have a bus system where a bus comes by every 15 minutes no at every stop uh, in San Luis Obispo. I know there have been surveys that say otherwise for the the staff have given you. Um, but, uh, you know, I wander around town. I walk town. People see me walking downtown. That's why I see you bicycling everywhere. <laughs> I see you walking. Um, and, and I see all these giant buses that the city of San Luis Obispo has, and most of the time they're virtually empty. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they don't come by frequently enough for people to want to use them in place of their cars. Um, and that, when I uh, ran the bus system for the uh, Point San Luis Lighthouse, we figured out how to run a profit-making bus system to get people out there and back. And the secret was... Frequency? Timeliness. Uh-huh. Always leave at the same time. Always mm-hmm. get there at the same time. And frequency. Yeah. And that's what you see in cities like San Francisco or Sacramento or San Diego. Um, and um, so the, we can waste a lot of money with longer routes um, that people don't want to get on. Yeah, you and I are totally on the same page about that. We're doing a, an innovation um, a, a transit study right now that will then be followed by a, an update to our short-range transit plan. I absolutely agree. We need uh, more frequency and longer hours of operation. So, And maybe that means shorter buses, shorter routes, but um, it also means uh, we need a lot more drivers. That's one of the uh, bus drivers is a, a big shortage uh, right now. Really? So, okay. Yeah, so if anybody wants to drive a bus... Got to apply to the city of San Luis. Or be, RTA. Or RTA. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, folks, thank you for listening in to Slow County Public Policy and the Law. You've been listening to Councilwoman Andy Pease of the city of San Luis Obispo. Next week, be sure to tune in Saturday, June 24th at 10 a.m. I, I have two surprise guests you will want to hear from. And then on Saturday, June 30th, tune in for Slow County Public Policy and the Law's Independence Day weekend special. We're going to have uh, Supervisor Don Ortiz-Leg coming up in our next segment. See you on the other side of this news break.
For more information on Slow County Public Policy and the law, visit our website, knews985.com.